0: morning church I hope you're up and about ready to tune in I just posted uh, a few minutes ago I'm all set up from my living room welcome to our house if you've been here before you notice this is the wall that when you first walk in you see you can see behind me um, what my favorite color is I love purple it's a it's the color of royalty and uh, Jesus is king and so every time I see it I'm reminded of his goodness and who he is and that he reigns and rules over all and um, so welcome. This is um, our picture, one of our pictures in our house. I love art, even though you might not know that about me, but I do. Uh, this is the picture called Sea of Tranquility. And uh, boy, in the midst of the storm, we, we certainly need some peace and some calmness. It'd be nice to be on that little boat just sitting out there in the harbor uh, and resting. And, and uh, I pray that that's where you're at right now is that you're resting in his presence. So welcome. This is my house. Um, we're all set up. We're going to just spend some time together this morning and, um, I've kind of been tuning in my heart. I've got, had worship going on in our living room for quite a while this morning and just gearing up and Cleo's around here somewhere, uh, working through the house, doing stuff. And so maybe she'll pop in in a little bit, right Cleo? (laughs) So she said, yep, she'll pop in sometime. And, um, but we're going to, Jump into it this morning. Um, We're hoping to, you know, like I said, the next few weeks, uh, we are going to be live streaming. And so it just is what it is right now. This week, we're going to be from my house. And so we'll see what happens uh, for next week. Stay tuned. We'll be sending out some messages throughout the week. For the next few weeks, since we're in the sheltered in thing going on, we are going to have some live interaction time throughout the week. Right now, we're going to be on Facebook. Just the same uh, venue right now. We may switch it to a different uh, platform, but we're scrambling and working on the different details on what to do um, and how to do it and do it right, be effective. Um, We want to be interactive. So Tuesday mornings, Tuesdays at 10, uh, starting this week, we're going to have a little devotion time. It'll be myself this week, but we'll have different people throughout um, this time. Wednesdays will be a time where I'll just shoot out kind of that general live Hey, this is what's going on this week at RCC. And so then all this stuff is, will be posted, um, but those will be live interaction times. Thursday mornings at 10, we're going to have a live prayer meeting. Um, so you'll be able to send in your prayer request and we'll be able to um, just pray together. It's a little weird. I understand that you're watching me on a screen. I cannot see you. I can see some of your comments. Um, like Janari's watching right now, Tim Lash is watching right now, um, and so uh, I can see a few of those things, which is kind of cool. But we'll have some interaction time where we can actually pray together as a church, and um, looking forward to that. Hey, just a little FYI Bakhtiar is really passionate about prayer, wants to start some early morning prayer times at the church, so we're gearing up to do that once our stay at home. Mandate is lifted. it will be some early morning prayer times at the church uh, before you go to work, before you go to school. Um, hey, prayer moves. Prayer moves the heart of God. Um, it, prayer moves our heart towards God. Amen. It's so good. So um, be stay tuned. Stay tuned for that. That's some things that happen up, happening. Also on Friday mornings, I'm not sure what time yet. We're still working out the details. Uh, Pastor Marcy will be doing some True two, two North Kids stuff, and so. We'll try to try be, again, interactive, have a chance for you guys to pop in and, um, and say hi to one another. Um, again, we're trying to figure this this out. We might use Zoom. We might use Microsoft Team. Um, but we'll let you know how that works. But looking forward to all those things. Hey, thank you so much again for all your generosity. Some of you have been so gracious to send cards, notes, text messages, emails, um, even snail mail. Um, some of you um, just encouraging us as a church and as a staff. And um, Cleo's walking by right here. You want to pop in and say hi? You got to come way over here. Yeah. She's working her way over to say hi. She's. Uh, you might not be able to see her because she's wearing her purple shirt. Um, so she'll blend in. There she is.
1: <laughs> Good morning. A,
0: give a wave. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, yes, thank you for being so generous. And taking care of us and thinking about the staff and the church and, and all that. Okay. See ya. (laughs) And, um, yeah, thanks for doing all that. It's, It's really encouraging. Thank you for continuing to support what God's doing, uh, at RCC and through RCC. Um, I mean, your tithes and offerings during this time are crucial. So important that we can continue to meet the needs of those around us. And, uh, keep our lights on, even though right now we're keeping our lights off. And so even when I'm in there, we have very, you know, we're keeping things down to save a little extra cash and uh, trying to be good stewards of what God's given us. Some of you have dropped off checks and uh, you're mailing them as you send them in. Some of you are giving online already. Thank you so much for just being generous and and doing all that. Um, We're excited about what God's doing. We believe that he is still in control that this hasn't shaken him. He still knows uh, what's going on. And in fact, we're going to talk a little bit about um, him to this morning about how he comes in and calms the storm in the midst of what we're going through. And so thank you again for tuning in. Um, I'm hoping to be a little interactive today. Have a few uh, questions. I'll ask you trivia questions just for fun, but also some response times sometimes where you can send in your answers and um, That'd be good. Good morning, Bonnie. I see that you're you're tuned in, so that's that's good. And so again, we want to encourage you to be plugged in with one another. First of all, be plugged into Jesus, that He is your all in all, that He's everything that um, you need. And also, but also to be plugged in with one with one another. This way, it's really hard in these times. It's funny how we take one another for granted, and and just the fact that we get together and meet. And so um, again. Uh, it's just really important to be able to connect. So we're going to take a few moments this morning right now. I hope you have your phones. In fact, I know you do. Most of them, it's welded to your hand. Um, I encourage you right now to pull your phone out and um, send a text to – we're going to do two people this week. Can you send a text to at least two people this week And um, and, and just encourage them? I mean not this week. I mean right now. Send out a text to somebody to somebody's right now would you do that take just take a few moments and uh do that um I, i'm gearing up right now and uh and doing that i'm getting pictures oh there's the segura family um watching i i, I see luca is tabby there tabby hi good morning tabby yeah that's so awesome so awesome so yes yeah, send out a, a couple of quick messages we're gonna take we're gonna ask the church This is our greeting time. We're gonna take a few moments and greet one another. And so do that with you right now. And I'm gonna be quiet so you can focus. Good morning, Tim. Thanks for sending me a text this morning. Tim Graham, good to hear from you. Hey, uh, happy birthday. Yet was uh, Karen, my mother-in-law, Cleo's mom's birthday was yesterday. Um, and so happy birthday to Karen. Um, she ha- we got her a bunch of Twinkies. Uh, her son paid for, a, I don't know, like eight boxes of Twinkies, and she handed them out at her um, nursing home. It was really cool. Um, but happy birthday to Hank. Uh, my stepdad's birthday is today, and uh, we have a present for him. We'll be bringing it over to him. We'll just chuck it from our car to the front porch. And so um, be ready to receive that. I uh, just got a, a message from Wanda from Alaska saying good morning. So good morning, Wanda. Good to hear from you today. Uh, so good. A lot of you guys are texting me. Um, Ruth just sent me a message saying Sunday blessings. Toby, thank you for texting me. That's good. Oh, my mom's watching. Okay, I better be good. Hi, Mom. Good morning. Um. Good <laughs> morning. Oh, yes. And uh, Tim Lash is making fun of my beard. So yeah, it's, uh, it's gray. There's no doubt about it. It is gray. So really good to hear from you guys this morning. It's so good. Good morning to the hay greens who just texted me. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. God is so good. And um. I can truly say that I miss you, miss you all, and I love you, and these are unique times, weird times, but um, I'm looking forward to the time where we can celebrate together in God's house, and um, we'll have an extended greeting time that day, because it'll be, it'll be so good, it'll be so good, yeah, (laughs) yeah, so good, you guys are blowing up the, Facebook feed and um, obviously if you're watching you, you see that we're on Facebook live and uh, but I'll have some interaction time this morning and if you don't know my phone number I haven't I'm working on the whole fancy graphics thing I see that you can do that type of stuff we were working on it yesterday and the delay was kind of funky and so um, I have some handmade props so if you want to text me later on this morning good morning Courtney I see that you're tuned tuned in if you want to text me later on this morning, uh, when I ask those questions, haha, this is uh, my phone number you can text in. I know it's fancy. It's fancy. You know how you can uh, swirl them in? So here's it swirled in. There you go. So there's my phone number. It's so backwards when I'm moving things around. There you go. So that's my phone number. And, again, I'll say, uh, yeah, send me text and all that stuff. If it gets weird, I'll just block you. I know I say that every week, but it's so true. <laughs> yes, my son just texted me and said he's watching. So good morning, Josh and Kirsten. Good morning, Natalie. We miss seeing you, girl. And uh, we saw you doing your ABCs on Instagram yesterday. It was very, very cute. The Hansons are in the house. Yeah, Dana Buck is in the house. Oh, it's Beth's birthday. I didn't know. Happy birthday, Beth. I just, I just That just popped up on my phone. So good, good, good. Well, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're staying plugged into Jesus during this time, I'm um, getting some things done around the house. Um, I know we're all live streaming a lot, of, a lot of stuff. We're watching probably watching too much TV. I know I am. Um, but when the weather starts to clear a little bit, get outside and work a little bit. It's okay to be outside, breathe some fresh air, and, and soak in, soak that all in. So deep breath, right? Deep breath. Hey, we're uh, been talking about the seven declarations that Jesus made, the seven I am's and uh, in the book of John. And we're going to veer a little bit from that this morning um, and pick it back up again next week. Um, But so far, we've talked about Jesus being the bread of life, that he's our all in all. He is everything that we need, that he provides everything that we need. And so how much how important is that right now during this time that just to recognize him as our provider? We uh, study that he's the light of the world, and when it feels dark right now, um, and and it really does feel hopeless every time you turn on the news, um, we're kind of waiting for the good news to show up, and it's not there yet, but the good news is that Jesus is the light of the world, and it doesn't matter how dark it gets, that there'll always be light because of him. Uh, We study that he's the gate, that he is the way that we go, Uh, he's the way that we go through to get to God, and we're actually going to get into that a little bit more next week. When we talk about that he is the way, the truth, and the life, that no one comes to the Father God but through Jesus. So we talked about, hey, all our gates, everything that we ran to for pleasure, joy, comfort, have have been falling to the ground. The things that we put our hope and confidence and trust in has fallen to the ground. And um, we hopefully can see the gate, that he is right there, that Jesus is right there for us, that we can see him, that we're going through with him. And um, I'm actually getting a call right now from Patricia Rockwell, Pat, so I'm going to answer it. Hi, Pat. What's going on? All right. <laughs> I can hear her listening to me. Goodbye, Pat. She could bring us snacks. <laughs> I was hoping Pat was just that was she was calling to tell me that she was bringing over snacks because she's our snack lady. And so um yeah, so good. Oh, I just got a tabby a picture from Tabby sticking her tongue at me. Um Andrea, thanks for tuning in. Vincent, thanks for tuning in. Oh, so good, so good. Well, hey, we uh again we talked about Jesus as the gate. Last week we talked about Jesus as the good shepherd, and what good timing for all these things to be to be reminded that Jesus is all these things. During this crazy time that we're in right now, Jesus is our all in all, that he is His, our light, that he's our provider, that he's the way, that he, in the midst of this craziness, that he is the one who shepherds us, that takes care of us, that meets our needs, that leads us, that guides us through this time. And I pray that you're pressing in, that this, you're using this time to uh, spend more, more time with him. Um, even sitting still in His presence, but reading your Bibles and, and praying, listening, um, turning on worship music, whatever you, wherever you're doing, working around the house. Fill your house with praise as you work around the house, and that will encourage your heart. That's what my prayer is, that it will encourage your heart and build you up. So, hey, here's a response. Here's a response time. Um, asking, I want to ask you real quick. What is your favorite story in the Bible? What is your favorite story in the Bible? And um, I've got to work on a couple things here to see if I can get freshen my screen up a little bit. So text in your favorite story in the Bible. Or you can respond online. Yeah, favorite story in the Bible. Ready? Go. Pete Jones says he just loves the story of David. A lot of stories there. David had uh, had a full life. Great stories. Uh, um, sad stories. Um, but through it all, God was God in his life. Hey, Kelly. Uh, Oma's neighbor is tuning in. Kelly and Patrick, good morning. Glad to see you. see you. Tony's taking pictures of the screen of me and then sending them to me little weird, Tony, but thank you. Favorite story in the Bible? Go ahead and respond. I'm seeing uh, Hannah's Prayer. The woman at the well, Judy. Good job. Carissa from Way Down to Spanaway is watching this morning. I'm getting responses. Luca. <laughs> he likes Paw Patrol and the Bible. Tabby likes Jesus Loves Me. Jesus Loves Me. That's so good. (laughs) Kelsey says she loves Noah's Ark. The story of Noah's Ark. You know how long it took for Noah to build that Ark? It's like 100 years. That's a long time. That's good. Judy Hansen loves the story of Ruth. Jody Chuck Collins loves the same story. <laughs> yeah. Cinnamon Miles texted me, and she says she loves it when Balaam's donkey actually talks. That is crazy. I had been a Christian for about four years, um, and, and I was over at a friend's house years and years and years ago, and um, the dad was doing a devotion in the morning, and he did that story, and I – Thought he had a different Bible. I was like, what in the world? I've never heard of this story before. But yeah, Balaam. It's a donkey speaking because Balaam was being disobedient. And so God used a donkey to speak to his prophet. And so, and if God can do that, he can do anything. Amen. Anna says she loves the story of Sarah and Abraham. Tony loves the story of the Good Samaritan. The woman at the well, the Samaritan woman, and David and Goliath is from Andrea. Ken Farmer. Just loves the story of how it all started with uh, in Genesis. Really good. Things are popping up on my screen. There we go. Um, Cleo just texted me from the other room. She loves the story of Ruth. <laughs> good. Charlotte's favorite is the story of the Good Shepherd, which is what we studied last week. Good morning, Charlotte. Good morning, Penny. Hope you guys are well. So. Kids, if you're, if you're uh, watching this morning, send me a text. Ask your mom and dad to send a text to me. I want to know if you're watching. That would be good. That would be good. Well, hey, we're going to talk about – oh, one more – couple more quick stories that are popping up. Uh, Tim's story about the Valley of Dry Bones when the prophet speaks. Really good. Um, and, and Pat says just – the, the story of salvation, the good news of Jesus, that we are saved through Him. Love it, love it. marcelo loves the story of Gideon. Oh, this is good. Toby loves the story of the prodigal son. These are all great sermons. I'll just have to. This we'll preach for the next year on all your favorite stories. Wouldn't that be good? Uh, Krista, I'm look. I guess I should look up on the screen as well. Krista loves the story of. When the four friends lowered their sick friend at the feet of Jesus through the roof. Um, what, a pow- what a powerful s- story. So good. Janari hmm. says um, she loves the story of Job. Tough story to, uh, to read, to study. But just to understand that, man, in the midst of our hardest times, God, God is God. Hey, Gabe. Just texted in. Hey, Gabe. Um, he just said his favorite story is the story of David. Good to hear from you, man. Good to hear from you. In fact, I have your Bible. So holler at me and I'll get you your Bible. That'd be good. Hey, we're going to study um, one of my favorite stories in the Bible this morning. I'm going to study the, the story of Jesus calming the storm. And I just thought we're going to veer off a little bit from the 7-I-Am statements in John that Jesus made and we're gonna study what um, Jesus actually did here and um, and then he does speak and so I want to talk about that a little bit this morning um, this story is covered in the uh, in three of the four Gospels it's covered in Matthew uh, Mark and Luke the synoptic Gospels and the reason why they call them the synoptic Gospels is because um, they're very similar um, in both their stories and also um, in, in sequence and so those are the three synoptic gospels um, the interesting thing about it is they they wrote they're inspired by the holy spirit wrote their their gospels and then john inspired by the holy spirit wrote his gospel some of the same stories but more focused on who jesus is and why he came is the book of john um, and so it's just really encouraging all the gospels in fact i encourage you um during this downtime right now um, to read the Gospels, start in one of them. Right now, we're studying the book of John through the seven I Ams, but you don't have to be there. You can read uh, Matthew, but read one of the Gospels, kind of gear up. Easter is coming a couple weeks away. Next week is Palm Sunday. Um, the following week is Easter. I'm hoping we can be together on that Sunday, but if not, we'll be together like this. And so um, regardless, we'll be together. And so hope you're reading the Gospels. Um, if you are kind of stuck and like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'll just encourage you to read the book of John. i uh, read the book of John um, because we're studying that on, um, for the next, uh, actually, it's three weeks. And so uh, be in the book of John. But read all the Gospels and get the perspective from the different writers, different writers who um, saw the same events and inspired by the Holy Spirit to write um, different details about the same event. So um, it's just like if we got together and we're, we're describing a movie that we had seen together, we would all be talking about the same movie, but from our, different, our own perspectives. So I encourage you in that. Hey, we're going to be in the book of Mark today, um, but here's our first trivia question. First trivia question. Ready? I'm going to read it so I get it, get it right. Out of the four gospel writers, how many were disciples of Jesus? So we're talking about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Out of those four gospel writers, how many were the actual disciples of Jesus? Ready? Go. And hey, remember, I want to know what you know, not what Google knows. That's one of our trivia. The host always says that every week. So let, it, let me know. Let me know. Some of you are texting me and I don't have your number in my phone because I have a new phone. So I'm just going to text you, who is this? Because I want to get you in my phone. Some of you are saying three, yes, some of you are saying three. Now you guys are really lighting up my phone. Okay, Thad says John and Matthew. Okay, I'll tell you guys the, the real answer. Oh, it's Vicki and Dick Johnson. Good morning. Good to, good to hear you on my phone, of course. Mike Perry. Good morning, Mike and Debbie. Mike says Matthew and John. All right, some of you, I'm gonna, I'll am i text you and, uh, and make sure who it is. So you just don't look at me on the screen, looking at my phone the whole time. Um, a lot of you are saying two. Some of you are saying three. And so I'm going to give you a few more minutes. I guess I should look at the live screen here and see um, who you think. Some of you, some of you, yeah. Good morning, Sandy. Um, Sandy says two. Uh, Matthew and John. All right, you guys ready to know? All right, Janet says says three. Okay, it's actually two. Two of the gospel writers were actual disciples of Jesus. Um, It was Matthew and it was John. So Matthew and John. Luke, we know who was a doctor. Luke himself was actually a disciple, a student of Paul. And then Mark, who is the gospel we're going to look at today, was an associate of Paul, served with Paul, actually was on a mission trip with Paul and got discouraged. And went home, and Paul didn't like that. And him and Barnabas got in an argument over it. Um, but then he grew up. A little bit of maturity shows up in our lives as we get older and as we walk with Jesus. And so uh, Mark actually was a disciple of Peter. He was a student, um, a follower of Peter. He followed Peter as Peter followed uh, Jesus. Just like Paul said, hey, follow me as I follow Christ. And so they had their own um, little... Little disciples as well. It's just students. So as they learned from God, they were sharing their heart. They were sharing what God was giving them to their their followers, to those who were um, serving with them. And, uh, and they were discipling, being discipled. So that's why when we call them a disciple, it just wasn't the 12 that Jesus had. So many of us could say, hey, we're disciples because we follow Jesus. And there's some teachers that we may follow that would say, hey, I can say that I would be a d- disciple of of this of this teacher because i I follow his teachings as he follows jesus so man you guys are like lighting my phone up so good Uh, let me know all the answers many of you are right and i hope hopefully we all learned a little bit right hopefully we learned a little bit um so we're in mark chapter four today mark chapter four all right so we're going to be uh verse 35 through 37 hope you have your bibles it's really important precious i don't have it on on the screen for you so if you don't have your bible i'll give you a couple couple seconds to hunt hunt it down and find it Um, i encourage you to grab it Uh, yeah i encourage you to get it we're going to be in mark chapter four Um, we're going to be at the tail end of mark we're going to be in verse 35 today and we're going to kind of read a few verses as, as we go and so um as we go, and again, if you want to respond uh, to some, some of my questions and stuff like that, that's the phone number that you can text me to, or you can respond right here uh, online. It's really good. I can see that many of you are tuning in. Uh, there's Gary tuned in, Sarah, um, good morning, good morning, Jody, <laughs> yes, I wish I could hear the pages turning in your Bibles as well um jody just texted me that it's one of my favorite sounds is when it's quiet in the church and we're turning our bibles that means we're we're focused we're getting into his word so hey as we um jump into his word this morning um i want us to stop and uh and pray and ask the lord to just speak to our hearts as we as we uh dive in this morning okay so father god we're thankful for today god in the midst of uncertainty in the midst of craziness Lord, we pray that you would be the calmer of the storm, that you would come and speak to our hearts this morning, wherever we're at. Um, many of us are in our homes right now, but God, not only just in our physical place, but Lord, in our spiritual place, deep inside of us, God, in the depths of our souls, God, that you would speak peace, that you would speak comfort, you'd bring a reassurance to us this morning. Lord, I pray that we would see you with eyes, new eyes today, that you are the calmer of the storm, that you are above everything. That you are the great I am. You are the almighty. And so, Lord, as we open up your word, as we learn a few things this morning, I pray that you would encourage us, that we would um, be able to um, click the button uh, and hang up this morning and say, I feel good because Jesus is good. In your name. Amen. Amen. All right, Mark chapter 4, I'm just going to read it to, to us this morning. We're going to actually just read the first couple of verses. It says, that day when evening came, he said to his disciples, Jesus said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in a boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Okay, so we're going to stop right there. So Jesus is teaching. He's healing. He's been doing this all day long. Thousands of people are coming to him. He's healing disease. He's, uh, he's touching people's hearts. He's telling them about the kingdom of God. And it's the passage where he talks about the mustard seed. If we would have faith this big um, that we could actually move mountains. And how many of us need to have faith right now, um, even this big, that we can move mountains uh, with the power of God? So I pray that we would have faith this morning. And so he's been speaking. He's been teaching all day. And he says, hey, let's get in the boat and go across the sea. And what sea are they on? They're on the Sea of Galilee, which is actually a lake. And so when I read this story and I kind of think to myself, how bad can a storm be on a lake? Come on. How bad really can it be? If you're on a lake, um, storms can't be that bad, right? Well, I got got to me thinking about um, a couple years ago when we uh actually in Rimrock Lake. And I didn't ask permission to this, tell the story, but I love them. They love me. We'll, we'll be good, but... Um, we were, uh, so we have a little ski boat. It's a 1989. It's an old, 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 old boat, um, uh, for boats, 30 years old is pretty old. Now, some of you are like 31 years old. I feel young. Sorry, Josh, but, um, yeah, you are young, but the boat is old. So it sits pretty low to the ground. And so, um, we, low to the ground, low to the water. And so, um, it does not do good in rough water. And so all week long, um, you know, we're taking tubers and we're we're teaching people how to wakeboard and we're, we're going out about the lake and just having fun and and um, the miles. So it was McKenna, Jordan, and Liberty and Dana. They're great shore people. They just hang out on the shore mainly all week. They don't go out in the boat. They just say, hey, let other people go in the boat. That's okay. But I've been talking to them all week. Hey, this is a cool lake. Rock Lake is up in the mountains. It's in this valley and there's mountains all the way around it let's let me let's go out i'll just take you out i'll just show you kind of the different places there's a couple islands out there we'll go cruise around and um so i finally talked him into it so all week long we're going i've been talking to him and i've been saying hey this is going to be a a tour it'd be like the three-hour tour it almost was like a three-hour tour on gilligan's island so we leave um and we're just going out for like 45 minutes and, uh, or maybe even like 20 minutes, half an hour, whatever. And so we get out into the water, and it's calm. It's just super glassy. It's just great. And we're just cruising. The boat does great when it's glassy because it's a, it's a, it has a hole, but towards about, three quarters, about halfway back, it turns flat to give you a good wake. We're out in the boat. It's calm. It's great. We go all the way across the lake, all the way across. It's a pretty good-sized lake. To, in, into this cove where there's a bridge that goes across, and that's where we take the kids and and they jump off the bridge uh, into the water, and it's pretty tall, it's about thirty feet. And uh, so, anyways, while we're over there, the wind starts picking up, and it's um, it, I mean, it really starts picking up. And we're and so, but we're in the cove, we're like, oh, this isn't too bad. We'll just kind of cruise and take our time getting back, and and we get out into the main lake because the lake is long and skinny. And the, it's, a, it's a kind of a northern, northern wind going right now. And so it is howling. It's a long, skinny lake. And so it is howling down this, this valley. And, I mean, the, the waves were about three feet. And I know three feet's is not that big. But in my boat, three-foot waves are big. And they actually break over the side from the lake into the boat. And so and we, were, we were loaded up. We had uh, Dana, McKenna, Jordan, Liberty, and myself. And so we're all kind of up by the windshield. So we're all kind of huddled up because if we can kind of go at the windshield, the, when the waves were literally breaking over the top and over the side, but there wasn't enough room. So Dana had to kind of stand up and hang on to the, the rail, um, the wakeboard rack. And I mean, it's no joke. We were laughing almost to, to the point we were crying, we really wanted to cry, but it was so rough. And so what I had to do is I had to just kind of stay in the wake and just and just uh, stay in the middle of the waves and just work all the way across to the other side of the lake and then come up to that shore to where our camp was. But every couple of seconds, a huge splash. I mean, I'm not talking small. A huge splash would come up over, and it was like someone was taking a bucket of water and just spraying Dana right in the face. It was uh, actually really funny. Um, so we did that, and um, it took us a good, like, 40 minutes just to get across, we normally take like five minutes to cruise across this lake. Um, we just had to go super kind of medium speed and just basically go away from our camp in the swell and just work our way across. So I guess storms on lakes can be pretty bad. In this case, uh, when it says a squall came up, uh, Mark says it's a furious squall. Matthew um, says, ah, oh, you know, it was a storm. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that uh, soon. But anyways, it was these are crazy waves. Where the Sea of Galilee is, it is actually a trivia question, but I, I'm going to answer it for you. It's the lowest freshwater lake in the world as far as below sea level. It's like 686 feet below sea level. It's about 200 feet deep on, on the east side. There's 2,500-foot uh, mountains. Um, we might not call those mountains here because we have Mount Rainier that's 14,000 feet. But these are like a large, large hills, to over 2,000 feet tall on the one side. It's sunken down um, in the valley, and, then it, and so it's pretty arid on the other sides. And so it, it's warm where the lake is, but cold up on top of the mountain. So when that wind comes down to, down into that, into that valley over the lake, some of, those, some of the storms cause six and a half foot waves, six and a half foot waves out there um, in the Sea of Galilee, and so that's what was ex- they were experiencing right here. They're experiencing um, massive waves. In fact, um, Matthew um, says it was a furious storm, and the word he uses is, um, is the same word as seismic earthquake. That's pretty big. Seismic, uh, seismic storm. Um, Luke called it a, uh, it was like a hurricane, Um, called it the squall, like a hurricane, same word he used as hurricane, and Mark says, yes, it was all that. It was seismic, and it was like a hurricane. It was a crazy storm. Those boats are normally about, uh, the fishing boats are about 27 feet long, um, about seven and a half feet wide, and about four feet deep, Uh, but when they sit in the water, there's only about 18 inches, I'll get my hands in here about 18 inches um, above the surface in the middle and so that's where they pull the nets over and so you can imagine six-and-a-half-foot waves splashing into this huge boat or the small boat and, um, and you have like 12 to 14 people in that boat they would hold about 14 15 people And so you'd have um, there's a we know at least there's 13 right and so they're in this boat um, it is crazy seismic storm the words furious A furious storm. Um they're trying to get to the other side. Jesus asked them, Hey, let's get in the boat and go over to the other side. Uh, were they prepared for this? They weren't prepared for the storm. Because it's interesting when Jesus, when they Jesus said, Hey, let's go over to the other side. Uh, the disciple says, Well, they loaded in the boat, and Jesus just went as he was. He didn't have rain gear, he just grabbed they just got in the boat and went to the other side. So, interesting um that all this is happening and um, It's a bad storm, big problems. And what is the definition of storm? The definition of storm is a direct assault or a violent disturbance. A direct assault or a violent disturbance. Well, that's what was going on in their lives uh, at this time. Um, It was crazy. It was unexpected. Um, It was uncomfortable. So can we kind of relate it a little bit right now? Um, A little crazy right now a little unexpected yes very unexpected um it is a disturbance yes it's all those things um but what is jesus doing um during this time what is jesus doing this time we'll pick it up in verse 38 and we're going to read verse 38 together so in mark chapter 4 verse 38 and some of you guys are responding uh (laughs) yeah yeah some of us uh Thank you for responding. This is good. <laughs> yeah, I'm reading all your all your stuff. <laughs> yes. So funny. So what was Jesus doing while all this crazy, unexpected, furious storm, seismic storm? What was Jesus doing in this time? Verse 38. Jesus was in the stern, in the back of the boat, sleeping. Jesus was in the back of the boat, sleeping on a cushion, at least he had a cushion, and the disciples woke him up and said, teacher, don't you care if we drown? I think a lot of us, I mean, Jesus is sleeping in the boat, we can, um, and that reminds me like when I, again, another ski boat story, when we go out, um, the Allen kids have grown up in our boat, they go on all our camping trips, Carrie is our uh, camp cook, and and uh so little josh now he's not little anymore big josh we'll have to start calling him big josh um ever since he's a little kid he's always wanted to sit right next to me and be the flagger so when the skier falls or the t- person in the tube is um accidentally flipped off the tube by the driver um he would raise the flag but it's so funny because the boat has a good vibration, a good it's pretty loud, it's a V8, good pretty good hum, pretty good rattle to it. And he would always, always, always fall asleep in the boat. He'd be sitting next to me and he'd have the flag, and then all of a sudden he's like So we'd always have to wake him up, Josh, hold the flag, hold the flag. It was just so fun. Um anyways, so Jesus much like that. Storms going on, it's seismic, it's crazy, it's hurricane forces. They even describe it as a whirlwind, meaning um, like tornado-ish. So swirling winds, it's, um again, uncomfortable, not expected. And what is Jesus doing? He's sleeping in the boat. And I think a lot of times we can look at this story from from two different perspectives. We can look at it from the disciples' perspective where where they say, they wake him up and say, Jesus, don't you care? They thought Jesus was being apathetic, that he was... um ignoring what was going on, that, like, oh, man, I thought Jesus really cared about us. I thought he would be watching over us, but no, um, he's actually asleep. He doesn't care. Or we can have the perspective that, you know what, Jesus is comfortable in what's going on. He knows what's going on. He's in control. He's got it all under his his watch, and we can— We can have that perspective and say, you know what, I'm going to trust you, Jesus, even though right now I'm not hearing from you. In fact, it seems like you don't care Um, and you're pretty silent. In fact, you're silent while you're sleeping, but you actually have it all under control. You've got this. And so um, I would like to encourage us as the church right now to have that second perspective to say that Jesus in the storm of what we're going through right now in our world, not just in our own homes, but the world is suffering right now. God knows what's going on. He's not uh apathetic. We may think he's just asleep in the boat, but what he's doing is he he just knows. He's in control, he's got this. He's he's reassuring us that he is in control of all that's going on. And what happens here? Uh what's next? That Jesus gets up, and then he so when they wake him up, then Jesus responds, and there's three questions that he that are asked. Uh two questions by Jesus and one question um by those in the boat, in the boat surrounding them. Now, Mark is the only uh, gospel writer in the Synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, that describes the story that there were other boats. The other two stories just are focused on the boat that Jesus was in. Uh, Mark says, hey, there's other boats that went with us. They're all experiencing the same thing, much like us. We're all experiencing this at the same time. We're experiencing the same thing. Uh, Jesus knows what's going on. Jesus is aware, uh, he is the calmer of the storm, and he stands up in the boat, and he says right here in verse 38, again we're in Mark chapter 4, and in verse 38, uh, Jesus stands up, actually verse 39, I, I apologize, verse 39, Jesus got up and rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still, and then the wind died down, and it was completely calm much like the picture behind me went from a crazy hectic unexpected storm to this just this amazing calm um during this time jesus speaks to the storm and i think that's um applicable for us today is that what i want us to do towards the end is i want us to spend a little time in prayer and ask jesus that he would speak to the storms of our lives and what's going on in us i know the big storm right now is this whole virus thing and how it's disrupted it's been a violent a disruption uh, to our our everyday routine uh, but jesus is not asleep in the boat uh, he knows exactly what's going on and what we want to do is we want to pray and ask him to speak to the storm um, he has does have he has given us authority um, to speak and to uh like i said he's given us authority um but today i want that focus not to be on us but I want our focus to be on Jesus. And we want to ask Jesus to be the calmer of the storm, that he would speak and calm the storms in our lives. So there's three questions that are asked here uh, following this. In verse 40, he said to his disciples, why are you so afraid and do you still have no faith? Those are the two questions that Jesus asked his disciples and those in the boats around him. Why are you afraid? Why are you terrified? Why are you um, are you um, experiencing what you're experiencing? And why don't you believe? You've seen all the miracles I've done to this point. Um, healing of the sick, raising of the dead, just all these miracles on a daily basis. It says that when Jesus would speak, people were amazed and, and wonder because no one has ever spoken like him before or ever will. Amen. And so this is what was going on. And so Jesus just looks at them, and, and he and it's it's questions of really of encouragement. It's questions for us to like really ask and genuinely think. Okay, so why am I afraid? So right now in our world, um, why are we afraid? We have to remember that Jesus is the calmer of the storm. Yeah, he gives us everything. He is the bread of life. He is the light of the world. Right. He is the gate. He is the shepherd. He will take care of us. He will guide us through whatever is going on right now he'll be all that to us so he asked those two questions why are you afraid and why are you lacking faith why um, why don't you trust me why don't you put your confidence in me and so on um, those are the two questions and then the the other question uh... response uh... cleo is just responding here um, The other response is, the question is, the disciples, those in the boats, ask the question, who is this? So they go from being terrified, and it says that here um, in verse 41. They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. So the questions Jesus asked were questions to our heart, to the core of who we are. And then right here, then they asked, who is this guy? Who is this Jesus? We thought we knew him. I guess we don't. He is the calmer of the storm. He can stand up in the midst of craziness, unexpected times, and speak, and it'll be calm. And that's the question they were asking. They went from being terrified of their surroundings, terrified of what they're going through, to this whole new reverence and awe of who King Jesus was in their midst that he is in control that he has everything um under control that he is not asleep in the boat he we can rest in him as he rests as he trusts in his father in heaven in this story we can rest and trust in our father in heaven that he's got us in the midst of what's going on incredible they ask the question who is this guy and then they recognize his absolute power and authority over all Not just over sickness, not just over disease, but over nature, over all. He is in control. Can I just say that to you this morning? That Jesus is in control. That he's got us. That he's with us. That wherever you're going through, maybe you're experiencing some personal sickness and some personal storms. He's got you. He is not asleep in the boat. And so what we'll do this morning, we're going to ask Jesus to speak to your storm this morning. Uh, we are in a storm right now. It is a direct assault, and it is a violent disturbance to our daily routine. Um, our everydays have been turned around. It's a little bit different. It's a little bit weird. Um, but Jesus is the calmer of the storm. So my question right now is, who do we put our faith in? Who do we put our trust in? Do we put our trust and faith and our confidence in our health care system, in our governments, in ourselves, in our employers, is that who we put our trust in? I know some of you have lost jobs. I know some of us um, aren't feeling very well. Um, I know some of us are struggling. But who do we put our trust in? Do we put our trust in those things, ourselves, God? Yes, we put ourselves our trust in God. That's who we put our trust in. Now, can God use um, our employers? Can God use our healthcare system? Can God use our government? Can God even use you and I? Yeah, of course. In the midst of the storm, God can use all of these things. Yes, he can. But do we put our trust in those things? No, we can't. We cannot. But we need to put our trust in Jesus, the calmer of the storm. And so that's my encouragement to you today. As we're about 54 minutes in uh, this morning, I encourage you to put your trust in Jesus, the calmer of the storm. Um, Take a few moments this morning. Um, even as we close to to read through this story again, even look it up in uh, Matthew and in Luke. It's in chapter eight in both. I'll look up. There are different perspectives on the storm and what Jesus did. But just remember, if you get anything out of it this morning, just remember that Jesus is the calmer of your storm. He's the calmer of the storm around us right now, but he's also the calmer of your personal storm of what you're going through. So what I want to do is I want to take a moment about 30 seconds or so of just stillness, quietness, and um, encourage you to um, encourage you. I'm going to mute some stuff going on in the background. Uh, Encourage you to spend time with Jesus. Uh, Ask him to be the calmer of your storm. And then I'm going to pray and close us out. Can you do that? Can you pray with me this morning? Just encourage you to pray this morning. Encourage you to just speak out to him this morning. I encourage you to be honest with him this morning of what you're going through and, and what you need from him. Jesus, this morning we, we confess that we're a little afraid of what's going on around us. We, we confess that we put too much trust in other things, our government, our healthcare system, Um, Our employers and even ourselves, we put too much trust in those things. And God, what we want to do is we want to turn our trust, our confidence, and the faith that we put in those things. And we want to turn those towards you, Jesus. Would you be the one that we put our faith in? Would you be the one that we trust? Would you be the one that we would have confidence in? Would you be the one that, that we would know that we know that you're the calmer of our storms, that you're with us right now? Right now, you're with us in the midst of what what is going on in our own personal lives and in the lives of our world, in the lives of our community right now. God, help us to be your light. Help us not to be those who shrink back in fear, but to step out in faith. Help us to still take care and have the passion to take care of those around us. Those around us right now in our communities, and our families. But God, even um, I know you're stirring in the hearts of some Um, Some of my friends, God, you're stirring in us to reach out to those even on the other side of the world right now in this this pandemic. God, help us to remember that you are the calmer of the storm. God, we ask you, Jesus, we ask you, would you stand up? Would you stand up and would you speak and would you calm the storm right now in your name? Jesus, would you do that? Would you be the calmer of the storm uh, right now, specifically against COVID-19? God, would you speak? And when you be the calmer of the storm, God, help us to put our trust in you, not to trust in other entities, but to trust you, Jesus, to be the calmer of our personal storm and in the storm that is around us. And God, help us to be the ones who can have so much faith, so much trust that in the midst of it, we can be like you resting in the back of the boat, trusting in you knowing that you've got everything the control. So thank you, Jesus, for this morning. Thank you for every single one that's tuned in that will be watching this video throughout the week. Um, help us, Jesus, to be your light in the world right now that seems dark. Help us to be your hope in a world that seems like there's no hope. Help us to be your peace in the midst of right now we're in a world that needs peace. And We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, I encourage uh, you to tune in Tuesday morning at 10 o'clock. We'll spend a little time in the Word again and hopefully have a little bit more response time. Um, and so thank you for all the responses. I'm actually looking forward to hanging up so I can read through them all because I haven't had a chance to really do that as we're going on. Uh, but some of you are posting worship songs and and songs for us to check out. So um Uh, do that would you just do that let's blow up facebook let's blow up the rcc the rich and christian center uh, facebook uh, page but we also um, have a group rcc family you can look that up you can ask to join Um, that's places where you can post things that are going on um, in your community and also we'll be posting things that are going on in the church on that group page as well and um, so i just look uh, forward to when we can actually all gather together and be together together uh, in one place. Um, but this is uh, the next best thing. So again, thank you for joining me in my living room. I pray this uh, over you that, that as he is our lighthouse, uh, that our storms, in our life would be calm. So once again, God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I look forward to seeing you uh, more in the future. Blessings.